Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. My name is Vinny Apicella and you are here watching or listening to the most electrifying podcast. You know, I'm telling you that off because you know what? It's not working with the background, but you know what? Or the shadow week either. But you are watching or listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet today, the Sports Wire. Like I said, my name is Vinny Apicella and I am here with you today because you know what? We've got a lot going on got a lot to talk about it's been a big week in wwe and uh been a big week in wrestling in general we had the uh we had the debut of the thunderdome on smackdown and SummerSlam and monday night raw and it looks like it's going to be here to stay at least for the foreseeable future until wwe is able to bring fans back into the stadium uh into the arena but i really like the presentation you are watching this on YouTube slash C slash Sportswire SWE, or you're listening to this on anchor.fm slash Sportswire Audio. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts on YouTube. We need to grow our subscriber count so that we can go ahead and start monetizing it and putting ads in. I know people hate ads. I hate ads too, but you know what? It's still something that needs to happen and we want to grow the brand grow the show uh like i said a lot to go over so you are watching this live on or not live but you are watching this on youtube you are listening to this on anchor.fm i want to thank you for tuning in uh today's going to be just about wrestling and actually just catching up in general because i do have some general hospital news to go over for those of you who actually pay attention to general hospital since uh I do enjoy it. And you know what? It does have a place on a show like this because of the storylines, because of the, uh, you know, just the, the drama to it. It's like professional wrestling. I know the name behind me says Sportswire. That, there we go. Yeah. The name behind me says Sportswire. And uh, the name of the show is Sportswire. We do talk, I do talk about just about anything. But you know what? I do bring on guests of all, from all walks of life. We did have uh, Dr. Francesco Brown earlier this week. I also re-released the interview with the Firefly Flow Troop because I wanted to give them their just due and only have their interview on one episode instead of having people wait to sit through 45 minutes of wrestling to get to that interview. You know, I re-released it on both platforms. You could, you could go ahead and visit sportswireaudio.com, which brings you to the, uh, brings you to the anchor.fm page. Uh, but I want to thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at VAPSLSWE. You can follow, uh, Sportswire on Twitter at Sportswire Audio. Uh, those are all the social medias that we have, that I have. Uh, but with that said, let's move on. Let's start. I mean, I haven't done an actual wrestling episode in a couple of weeks so there's a lot to go over but you know i gotta tell you something the fact is is that i'm not gonna go all the way back to our last episode because that would be way too long and i know people i know the problem is so many people don't like long episodes and i think that's one of the things the the episodes need to be short they need to be to the point they need to be you know, just about certain things, which is why I started with the daily episodes back in November of last year, and it just didn't work out. Maybe I'll get back to that. Maybe I won't, but I'm not sure yet. 
especially with the video platform, maybe I'll do separate video and audio and do like maybe one audio, one video a week compared to daily audio or we'll see. But the fact is tune in because the only way you're going to find out about the Sportswire is tuning in. Uh, I am looking for a co-host. I am looking for a, you know, a permanent co-host or at least bring, you know, uh, uh, bringing guests go co-hosts on every so often because you know what I know people don't like listening to me for a long time <laughs> um, but it is what it is I do have to say last weekend so coming up this weekend we got payback WWE payback I'll go into that next week as a review show because there's four matches set for it right now really no build-up I don't understand why WWE decided to do two pay-per-view events back-to-back -back weekends other than uh, utilizing the Amway Center, which is where the residency is right now, to their maximum uh, the ma maximum time. I know, I know that they released the terms of the deal, you know, for every pay-per-view show, for every Raw, for every SmackDown, for every time to use it just to set up. Remember, they built the Thunderdome Arena inside the Amway Center. And uh, that's where the residency is going to be, at least from what I heard, till the end of October. And it could be altered on either party's end based on when they could possibly start touring again or bring guests in or whatever the case may be. Uh, we know that the Orlando Magic are not using the, the arena uh, because they're playing in the NBA bubble down in Disney. That's another thing I might, I might get to uh, later on. You know me. I talk about politics a lot. I am going to be having an interview with... Uh, with a very political woman. She's an immigrant, uh, not on today's show, next week. Uh, I am going to be having an interview with uh, a woman by the name of Daniela Vita. She's an immigrant from, I believe she said um, Argentina, if I'm not mistaken. And I know it's somewhere from South America, and I will talk to her about that. Um, you know, I'm going to be recording it tonight, but. Uh, that's going to be a very politically charged episode. I, I doubt it's going to be anything to do with sports. So just pay attention. And if you're not political, you might want to skip that episode. But at that point, uh, you know, if you are political, definitely you're going to want to listen to that episode coming up next week. Um, you know, so like I said, I'm looking for a co-host. But here's the thing. Okay, there's been a lot going on in the world, especially in the United States. You know, we still, you know, we're still dealing with COVID. The CDC actually rolled back their um, recommendation for a 14-day self-imposed quarantine, which was kind of uh, shocking because so many places are still utilizing that policy um, about the 14-day quarantine, especially in like Connecticut and New York, New Jersey, where the travel ban from the majority of the country is still in effect that if you come here from those from those states, you have to quarantine for 14 days before you could integrate with population, so to speak. Uh, so we'll see where how that changes over the next few weeks. But we're also, we just got off the heels of both the Democratic and the Republican National Conventions, where Joe Biden accepted the Democratic uh, nomination for presidency this weekend. Uh, for the presidential election for November, uh, and President Donald Trump accepted the renomination for re-election this November. I see it as a landslide for Trump, especially because of everything that's gone on 
and so many people have turned from the Democratic Party because they see the hypocrisy, they see the garbage that's going on from the Democrats, and I feel like the Trump campaign is, I mean, the past three and a half years has been a great uh, time in our nation, and that his track record, his track record should support that. As we see, you know, up until this COVID, which he, you know, everybody's blaming coronavirus on Trump. We, or not everybody, but the Democrats. You know, oh, he handled it wrong or this, that, and the other. First of all, and I said I wasn't going to get too much into politics today. But first of all, he did recognize there was a problem in January and actually started the travel ban from China in January. Much to the chagrin and bullying, so to speak, of the Democrats who kept calling it a racist problem uh, or a racist uh, action, but he was right. Uh, the Chinese people, okay, back in November, whether it was created in a lab or it was uh, gotten from bats or whatever, it was planned from the Chinese people and uh, the Chinese government to uh get into the to take over the world i think I, I would assume you know went to every single country and it spread like wildfire wildfire so you can't tell me that it wasn't planned um but that's that you know it is what it is at that point what can you do so trump did what he had to do um in terms of you know everybody saying oh well he could have done this he could have done that no you know think about it Okay, we are in the United States of America, so the federal government only has so much power. Okay, I'm not I'm not a big, huge advocate for mask wearing because I personally don't like wearing a mask, and I won't wear one unless I absolutely have to. And I don't buy the fact, oh, you have to wear it to protect other people. That's BS. They've been proven that the masks don't block, the majority of masks don't block the globules of the, that contain the virus. Um... And all that kind of stuff. But regardless of the fact, okay, I wear it when I have to. And, uh, you know, and I do respect people when they say, oh, please wear a mask. Okay, fine, whatever. That's your choice. Um, and, and, you know, I'll wear it if I have to. That's not a problem. I'm not one of those people that's going to get into fights over it because it's only a piece of cloth that goes over your mouth and nose. True, you can't breathe in it, you know. Um, you really can't. Uh, that well at least especially when it comes to working out which is why i am not i i'm sorry i will not go to the gym until they take that mask requirement off uh because i'm sorry you can't breathe while you're working out um and and then they also have their showers closed so that's another reason why you can't work out and not shower afterwards okay so <laughs> uh let's get back speaking of coronavirus uh, speaking of COVID, speaking of the where we are in this area, in this time now, let's go with All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that AEW is a virus ridden. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, but I will go over AEW was last night, Thursday night. Today is Friday, August uh, 20, what, 28th. Yeah, August 28th. Last night, AEW was on because of the NBA playoff situation with TNT although on Wednesday night the NBA decided not to go to work because of a uh, shooting that the cops had to uh, use excessive force and I will say excessive but 
uh, they used how to use force to arrest somebody who had a warrant out for his arrest and was resisting arrest. Um, and the, the, the NBA crybabies decided not to go to work because of it. All I know is if that happened, if I decide not to go to work because somebody else got shot because he was doing something wrong, I would probably lose my job. But LeBron James, the all high and mighty king of basketball, you know, who's illiterate at best, uh, and uh, just plain stupid at worst, decided that, oh, well, we have to cancel the entire rest of the season because of this. Well, didn't work out. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to AEW. A the reason why it ties in, AEW is on TNT, as everybody knows. TNT is one of the networks that covers the NBA uh, NBA playoffs. So, last night, AEW's uh, Dynamite on TNT was absolutely fantastic. Well, no, I shouldn't say absolutely. It, it was more of a dumpster fire. Let me put it that way. Um, I mean, I had some good segments. I had some good parts. But, I feel like the people at AEW kind of backed themselves into a corner. And, and the reason why I say that, I see a lot of nepotism with the Young Bucks. Now, granted, they're, they're, they're EVPs of the company. But the fact is, is, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to be involved, you know, in top storylines. So they had, they had a four-team gauntlet, four-tag team gauntlet with the winners going on to face Hangman Adam Page and, and Kenny Omega for the tag titles at All Out. And FTR, it had FTR, it had... Best Friends, Young Bucks, and The Natural Nightmares. Three babyface teams and one heel team. And, you know, the fact is, is you had the Young Bucks come out first against The Natural Nightmares. Okay? Young Bucks win. They move on to face Best Friends. The, the Best Friends match was very long, in my opinion. It was too long. It's like, if the Young Bucks need this long to beat the Best Friends... And the best friends aren't even a great tag team, okay? They're, they're more of a mid-carter tag team, if that. Now, you know, they did mention on commentary that the best friends are the winningest tag team in uh, AEW, you know, since its inception. But I, I don't see it. Like, I don't I don't see the appeal. I don't like the, the whole hugging thing. I don't like their gimmick, you know, uh, coming in with, their, with Trent's mom's minivan, like... Are you guys in kindergarten? I mean, seriously. I know their fans tend to, tend to, you know, trend younger, but how young are you trying to go? Majority of kindergartners and second graders and stuff are in bed early. Uh, they wouldn't even be able to watch AEW. But regardless of that fact, uh, you know, you have the Young Bucks, you know, and you don't want to have the Young Bucks versus FTR in the middle, you know, in part of a gauntlet match. Especially when the Young Bucks have wrestled through twice already. You know, facing FTR, who are the best tag team in the world. And you have the Young Bucks, who people say are the best tag team in the world. You know, that's been a, brew, a brewing feud for a long time. You don't want to give it away on Dynamite, on free TV. You want it on a pay-per-view. So, that's why I think they, they booked themselves into a corner. They had Hangman Adam Page uh, hold one of the young bucks legs to uh uh sabotage the Meltzer driver so that you know trent beretta could uh roll up the other buck for the pin and then 
Best Friends went on to go get beat by FTR. FTR goes on now to All Out to face Page and Omega. Now, the fallout from that is uh, Hangman Adam Page was kicked out of the Elite. Like, that's a really bad thing. I mean, the Elite is comprised of, you know, uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Like, what's to want to be part of that? You know what I mean? Um... What's the appeal, I should say? You got three guys who have absolutely no respect for the rest wrestling industry. Hangman Adam Page, in my opinion, is the best one of all of them. And so the, so him being uh, kicked out of the elite is a good thing. It really is. So now he can go on and rejoin or join up with FTR and Sean Spears in the next iteration iteration of the four horsemen with Tully Blanchard as their, you know, J.J. Dillon type of uh, manager. I think that's fantastic. I mean, you know, Tully Blanchard is already the advisor, manager of Sean Spears. Now he's the manager of FTR. And Adam Page, I think, is going to be that next piece. I don't, you know, Sean Spears is not even a mid-carter. He's obviously not very... Uh, let me start again. He's not used regularly on Dynamite. He's more prone to being on Dark. Uh, you know, and so many people came out, oh yeah, well he's going to get such a big push in AEW. You know, WWE misused him. He's being used the same. He's still on the secondary show at best. And at worst, just not booked at all. So, we'll see how that, uh, that, that, that group, should it come to pass, helps bring Sean Spears up because you're going to end up putting Sean Spears in that Ric Flair role uh, because, you know, Hangman and Page would be Barry Windham and FTR Tully and Arn. So, uh, my my personal choice would have been MJF instead of Sean Spears, but Sean Spears is what we're getting. I think uh, the friendship between him and Cody kind of is, again, nepotism and... Uh, you know, going farther past what should be done. But that's just my thought process. Um, the women's match between Big Swole and Rebel and Penelope Ford and Britt Baker, who was in a wheelchair, I don't even think she was planning on being part of the match. Uh, you know, there was... I, I, I don't get it. Like, I just saw some really bad spots. And, and, and we it's been a huge problem for AEW in the past. Their women's division is just, it's its horrible. I mean, really, it's horrible. Outside of certain people, like Sheeta is great. You know, Statlander's great, although she's hurt. Where's Nyla Rose? She she brought uh, uh, Vicky Guerrero in as her manager, and then we don't see either one of them on TV. So, you know, I know they had that stupid, ta you know, women's tag tournament that, you know, was won by Ivelisse and Diamante over how they made it to the finals, I don't know. Brandy Rhodes and Allie, who Allie's a decent worker, but Brandy Rhodes, again, nepotism. Uh, her being, you know, the chief Brandy officer, branding officer of AEW, she has no business being in the ring or anywhere on TV. I was actually shocked that neither Cody nor Brandy were on the episode uh, last night. Neither one of them were. Uh, so, that was actually a good thing. 
in my opinion. Congratulations to Anna J of the Dark Order for taking Brady off TV for right now. Uh, again, you know, the women's match, they, they had a spot in there where Swole, Big Swole gave uh, Rebel a Hurricane Rana off the, off the turnbuckle. And <laughs> it took, I want to say maybe one or two seconds between Swole, you know, falling back or doing the flip for the Hurricane Rana to Rebel actually going with it. So it's like Rebel didn't take off from the turnbuckle until Swole was actually on the ground. Like, to me, that is it magic? Is it magnetism? You know, it's like that to me just ruined it. It takes you out of the of the moment. It takes you out of the suspension of disbelief. It's almost like, okay, well, I'm going to throw you now, wait a couple seconds, and then do a do a flip on my own. Like, at that point, it's like, let me just throw you and, and do an offensive move because I blocked the Hurricane Rana. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, that's what I mean. The women need to be trained better and not by Kenny Omega. You know, they need an actual good trainer like, uh, you know, Tom Pritchard or uh, Rip Rogers, who trained Pat McAfee this past week which I'll, you know, up leading up to this past weekend's TakeOver match. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But the AEW Women's Division is absolutely, absolutely, absolute trash. There were so many mistakes, which, don't get me wrong, I'm okay with with botches in wrestling matches because it shows that it's, you know, it, it kind of gives you that feeling where it's on the fly. Like, if you're in a real fight, you're not going to perform everything picture perfect. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to, uh, you know, you're not going to go every move picture perfect, you know, in cooperation with the other person. You know what I mean? So it kind of adds realism when there are botches or mistakes in a wrestling match. So that that's a good thing. But there are certain things, again, where you have to think logically. If you're going to go a flip two seconds after the person hits the ground for a Hurricane Rana, don't. Because now you could say, okay, I blocked it. I threw her off. Now I can go for a, uh, for a, for an offensive move. So, uh, Dark Order comes out. Brody Lee, you know, given Luke Harper's situation in the WWE and he got out of his contract and everything, uh, Brody Lee comes out with the Dark Order. You know, he's a chosen. You know, he's the exalted one of the Dark Order. I don't really like the Dark Order so much. You know, it's like, I just feel like there's something missing from it. Is it going to be a heel dark faction? Or is it just going to be uh, a, a faction of misfits? Or, you know, it's like, I, I don't I, I don't fully like, I think it's got to be fleshed out a little more. Uh, and I'm not talking about more members. I'm talking, you know, which we saw uh, Tainara uh, Conti join, supposedly, this past week, uh, last night actually, on Dynamite, um, but we've seen too many, you know, it's like growing too much, but it's still like, what's the deal with it? We know it's a cult, but is, but Brody Lee needs to come into his own, and I think he's getting there, instead of portraying a, a, a cosplay Vince McMahon, you know, as they started in the, in the beginning, uh, you know, but... You know, he won the TNT Championship last weekend, and I thought, you know, well, whatever. It was time for Cody to lose it anyways. It should have gone to Lance Archer, but whatever. 
and I think Brody Lee's finally starting to come to his own. He had a fantastic promo. But like I said, get rid of the beard. Like, you're not Luke Harper anymore. Get rid of the, the full beard. You know, clean shave, do a goatee, do chin straps, do something, okay, that kind of takes you away from that Luke Harper character. Because right now you just look like Luke Harper in a suit. Um, but the promo was great it, until one point that really pissed me off. Okay, he said, for about the Dark Order, we're the hottest act act in professional wrestling and that turned the whole promo to garbage for me because now you're again you're you're saying we're not the hottest group we're not the hottest faction we're not the hottest uh you know club whatever you can use any other word except for act because now you're saying okay it's an act in a play and and again that in my opinion insults the wrestling fans intelligence we know it's pre pre predetermined we know that it's written we know the storylines are there we we know that already we don't have to be reminded in a promo on live tv okay we don't you know because now you're just saying okay well we don't hang out together we're just an act you know we're, we're, we're we just come together for the show and then we disband do you know what made the four horsemen the greatest faction in the in wrestling history all four of them lived that lifestyle in the 80s at that time. They hung out together every night. They were out together after every show. They they were friends in real life. Okay? That's what made the Four Horsemen back in the 80s the best faction in history. Because it was believable. Ric Flair took the Learjets and, and, the, the, and everywhere. The Horsemen were in the Learjets. They had the great cards, cars. They went out together and and then was they were able to have that bond uh that's what made them fantastic going into the 90s and you know it's like we didn't see a lot of the outside of the ring antics of the nwo and dx and stuff but you still had that uh that era of realism that they were all friends on the outside you know what i mean they were you know that even though we knew it was wrestling, we knew it was predetermined, sports entertainment, yada, yada. But they never came out and said, oh, well, you know what? We're just here to, we're, we're, we're under contract by the WCW. We're just portraying this group. No. Kevin Nash, and, and I'll credit this to Nash, you know, and if you watch the Legends of Wrestling on the WWE Network, okay, that the, the, the NWO episode... Okay, he basically went out and said, look, you know, when the people at WCW came out and said, okay, well, we're going to have you on the Saturday night show. You can't. If we're a renegade organization, okay, and we're coming in to take over, we're not part of WCW, why would you show our stuff on a pre-taped show? Which is why they did the empty arena stuff on the uh, for after Nitro and did NWO Saturday Night sent in the tape for it to be played because they paid as a as an advertisement they paid for the segment you know what I mean um, you know they came out with a, a shirt set uh, Sting Luger whoever and the Outsiders as a set can't do that we don't work here so they got all the NWO shirts and went out and sold it at the arenas on their own. And that's why they had the NWO shop phone number. Uh, because it was completely separate. Uh, 
everybody everybody thought this was reality. So when you have a when you have a group in the ring on live TV say we're the best to act. Well, now we know that. Well, hell, not everybody is a loser in that group. You know, not everybody has had their problems. They're just being added to the group by the writers or the bookers or whoever. So, again, but that's been the problem with AEW all along. The Young Bucks coming out during a press conference and saying that we rigged the chair on at the at Fight for the Fallen or uh, Double or Nothing or whatever when Cody got hit in the chair by Charlotte Spears. Oh, we rigged it. You're, you're killing your own company. What? Why would you come out and say you rigged the chair? Just say, oh, well, you know what? He got hit with a bad part of the chair. Sean Spears must have really didn't like it. You know what I mean? That's one of the biggest problems I have with AEW. Is that they just don't know how to... You know, kayfabe is dead. But that doesn't mean you have to keep pounding it into the ground. MJF is fantastic keeping his character outside of Dynamite. Outside of wrestling. You know what I mean? On social media, in, in, uh, at live events, at, at personal appearances. MJF keeps that, uh, you know, keeps that character going. And that's where, they ha that's where they should be learning from. Wow, we're a half hour in already. I <laughs> uh, half, you know, 20 minutes or so talking about AEW. Um, coming up on September 5th is All Out, which is Labor Day weekend. So we'll see where that comes. You know, we'll see how that goes. I probably won't be ordering it. Because, again, like I said, the WWE has kind of... Uh, the WWE has kind of made, uh, spoiled us with all the pay-per-views on, you know... You know, because now you technically have three pay-per-views in a row. SummerSlam, Payback, and then All Out. And All Out, you have to pay 50 bucks for on BR Live. Like, you know... So we'll see. Okay. NXT takeover this past Saturday, right after Dynamite. No, you know, and then uh, it was a meh show. It was okay, but in my opinion, the first time that the main event, the, the main roster show, SummerSlam, actually was better than Takeover. Uh, there were good parts of it. Don't get me wrong. The Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee, Keith Lee match was awesome. Karrion Cross winning the uh, NXT Championship, unfortunately, had to relinquish it this past uh, Wednesday night um, on NXT because of a separated shoulder and he won't be cleared to, to wrestle. Um, but it was a great show. Um, you know, Io Shirai defeated Dakota Kai for the uh, went to keep the women's championship and then Raquel Gonzalez got in there to um, you know, kind of interfere and, and beat down Shirai and then how comes Rhea Ripley? And Rhea Ripley and Gonzalez in a stare down. Give me that match one on one. Um, you know, Dakota Kai and, and Raquel Gonzalez have like a Shawn Michaels and Diesel uh, character uh, situation going on. Um, I hope they kind of stay together longer than Michaels and Diesel did. So, you know, let's uh, let's let's go from there and then let's see. I don't want to see them break up too soon, but I I do want to see Raquel Gonzalez against Rhea Ripley. Uh, in a singles match. There was a tag match uh, with Rhea teaming with 
Io this past uh, sat this past Wednesday. Um, you know, the storyline being that Rhea's after the women's championship anyway, so how could they get together, uh, you know, get along? Uh, but, you know, against Dakota Kai and, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. But, you know, again, let's see how the story progresses. Uh, I like how they treat the women's division in NXT. In my opinion, it's the best women's division in wrestling right now uh, because you don't have just one person who they're building up. You don't... Anybody could have the next title shot, and anybody could actually win the title. Uh, you know, you've got EO as a champion right now, but she could lose it any time. You want Ripley, who, you, you have Ripley who wants it back. You know, you could have uh, Candice LeRae or Tegan Knox uh, get in there. Um, and even, you know, Mercedes Martinez, I wouldn't mind seeing her in the title picture at some point. So you have all these women that could get in there. Uh, you've got Shotzi Blackheart, who's you know, who had a big win over me again uh, on Wednesday, uh, you know, and that was an impromptu match, and uh, Shotzi's moving up, although she still doesn't realize what gender she is, but that's neither here nor there. She claims that she's an uncle, <laughs> but that's regardless of the fact. She's a great wrestler and, uh, you know, a great character as well. Um you know, and there's just so many women. So NXT is doing a great job. Adam Cole, and Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee's debut for a wrestle for a uh, sports star, legitimate sports star, coming in a former football player, uh, punter um, for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, I believe. Uh, you know, and he's done a lot of takeover uh, takeover pre shows. He was on WrestleMania 35's pre show. Uh, so Pat McAfee's, you know. Been around the WWE for quite a while now. Against Adam Cole. Fantastic match. Cole won, which he should have. Okay. But McAfee showed that he can go. And not since Ronda Rousey's debut back at WrestleMania, what was it, 34 in, in New Orleans? Uh, no other uh, sports star has had a better debut than Pat McAfee. And uh, I want to say, I want to see him in the ring again. I hope he's going to be a full-time competitor because... You know what, he proved, you know, he was training with Rip Rogers, he bought a ring, he bought a wrestling ring, okay, Lawrence Taylor never bought a wrestling ring, you know what I mean, LT was there, you know, Floyd Mayweather had boxing rings, I'm sure, but never got into the wrestling, you know, end of it, uh, Pat McAfee, fantastic work, uh, you know, best debut in my opinion in a long time, uh, for a sports star. So congrats to him, and congrats to, Mike, to Adam Cole as well. Uh, Adam Cole proved that he could not only carry McAfee through a great match, but he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion, he's a wrestler, the superstar of the year. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, which, making that he's number two in the PWI 500, to John Moxley, kind of uh, ridiculous. Moxley shouldn't even be in the top five, uh, because he's not a great wrestler. When he was Dean Ambrose, yeah, he was a great wrestler because the WWE was able to control the type of matches that he was in. You know, now that he doesn't have that control of the WWE, he's going back to his death garbage matches again. And he's a Stone Cold cosplayer, basically. Jim Cornette has a right about Moxley. He's not a great wrestler. Um, you know, so... We'll just... Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But next week, due to, due to Karrion Cross having to 
relinquish the NXT World Cha NXT Championship last night, or Wednesday night, I should say. Next week on a Tuesday night edition of NXT, Super Tuesday, they're calling it. Okay, uh, you're gonna have a fatal four-way, sixty-minute Iron Man match for the vacant NXT Championship. It's gonna be Velveteen, uh, Velveteen Dream. Good God, uh, no, uh, it's gonna be Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn Balor. It's going to be fantastic, awesome, on fire. Uh, tune in Tuesday night to UFC, uh, to US, USA, easy for me to say, for a Super Tuesday edition of NXT, along with new commentator, new color commentator, Wade Barrett. I'm afraid I've got some good news. Wade Barrett is back in the WWE. He's in NXT as a color commentator. I think him and Vic Joseph, Vic Joseph, along with Beth Phoenix, was fantastic this week. Wait until you have Mauro Ronaldo with uh, Wade Barrett and Beth Phoenix again. Uh, you're going to have a great commentary team, which means that I'm assuming that he's not going back to NWA, unless it's just a short-term deal until NWA gets back on their back on their taping schedule or whatever. But NWA's lost so many people in this pandemic. You know, Ricky Starks went to. Uh, Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, Thunder Rosa, you know, uh, they all went to AEW. Wade Barrett, now uh, Stu Bennett, Wade Barrett went back to NXT. Uh, you have, uh, you know, a couple people that went to Impact. So, you know, we'll see how it how it plays out. I'm not going to go over Impact this week, although I will say. You know, just a quick quick thing on Impact this past Tuesday. You had night two of emergence. Uh, Eddie Edwards defended against Rob Van Dam, uh, Impact Championship, which was actually which was a good match. Van Dam is you know he's getting old. He's not as great as he was. Matter of fact, he's not even been cleared to compete in the WWE. That's why he's an Impact. Um, and Katie Forbes, his girlfriend. I mean, what could you say? She's a very attractive woman, uh, albeit a little overblown with the sexuality uh in this day and age i'm surprised that she hasn't been canceled although we do want to go back to the impact to the attitude era so we'll see how that plays out for impact uh but in my opinion the absolute best match of the night diana perrazzo jordan grace 30 minute iron woman match for the knockouts championship they still call it knockouts uh instead of women's championship but whatever uh Great match. I really enjoy seeing Deanna Perrazzo as a women's champ, as a knockout champion, uh, especially because earlier this year she was floundering on Monday Night Raw uh, and NXT, and she wasn't being used to her potential. And then she was released and came to Impact and won the title at Slammiversary. And Jordan Grace is, uh, from what I saw, she's a great wrestler. She, you know, she's got that Scott Steiner vibe, and it's not only because she calls herself Thick Mama Pump uh, as opposed to Big Papa Pump. Uh, but she does. She's her even her song with the sirens has that Scott Steiner flavor to it. But she's fantastic. Thump, props to both of those ladies for a great uh, Iron Woman match for that. Tonight, SmackDown. The return to SmackDown of the big dog Roman Reigns, uh, who who made a great return this past Sunday at SummerSlam. And uh, just absolutely fantastic in general. I think that 
uh, a lot of people are saying maybe he's the leader of, of Retribution. But Retribution is just... I don't know if they... You know, there was no Retribution in SummerSlam. Like, but they had a video package of it. You know, it's like... They're, they're really doing that retribution all wrong. The, the whole gimmick is just all wrong. If you really wanted it to be a group of people that are, again, not employed by the WWE, you know, why are you going to do packages about them? Like, even when WCW was doing the original packages of the Outsiders, it was just saying, you know what, we've been getting these interruptions by these two guys coming in and just kind of chronicling it, so, so to speak, you know, um... But this is just overblown. Like, you're, you're showing, okay, well, they've been screwed around with the lighting and the microphones and this and that. And the other. Like, leave it alone. You know, just say they're technical difficulties or whatever. And then you don't acknowledge when the group comes in and runs you off. Because now you're saying, okay, well, it's just another wrestling storyline. Um, you know, people are saying that Roman Reigns is the leader of Retribution. I don't see it. I don't think he will be. Although, I do see him being more of a heel character now. Uh, he returns at SummerSlam, already has a world title match, a universal title match at Payback uh, against The Fiend and Braun Strowman, which I really don't understand uh, why he's already back in the title picture. Um, he, I mean, but he's been off for six months and they're kind of resetting to where it should have been because it was supposed to be Reigns and Goldberg at WrestleMania until Reigns decided that he wanted to put his family first and not come out to the, to the performance center until coronavirus kind of, which I get it, he's he's got a compromised immune system being that he's had leukemia uh, and his wife just gave birth to twins. So he had every right to put his family first. I'm not knocking him for that. Uh, but at the same time, they're getting, they're kind of getting back to where it was, uh, where it was supposed to be um, when Braun Strowman took his place at WrestleMania, won the title. Now he lost to the, the Fiend. I don't know why they keep putting the title on The Fiend. Like, The Fiend is a character that's just, it doesn't, The Fiend doesn't need a title. It's almost, in my opinion, it's more like, let's put, let's have The Fiend have have a title match, but then get counted out, you know? Like, they, they really screwed, they really botched the false count anywhere and the uh, Hell in a Cell idea from last year with against Seth Rollins because... In my opinion, the way the Fiend character is, it's more of like that that part of Bray Wyatt, that 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 that, that part of Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's mind that broke off, that's out for revenge, for whatever reason, it, for whatever reason of how he was wronged. That's why it worked so well with uh, Braun Strowman. You know, in the Swamp Fight, you know, the Fiend reemerges to get revenge on Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman was part of the Wyatt family. You know, you go to SummerSlam. Okay, it's a world a universal title match. Have the Fiend just beat the crap out of Braun Strowman. Have him laying in the ring, and then leave the ring and get counted out. Because he got revenge. But because the character is so strong, don't put the title on him. Because then eventually, either A, he's going to have to retire with the title. Or B, he's got to get beat. And... It's like, if you've got the, uh, that's why so many people were upset with the whole Hell in the Cell. You know, they booked themselves into a, into a corner. It's like, how do you get the Fiend who took so many curb stomps, who took so many, you know, the buried under chairs. Hell in the Cell is no disqualification, but the ref stoppage, you know, 
ended it. It's like, how the hell do you do that? You know? Um, and then they had to do the false card anywhere in Saudi Arabia. And, and you had to have the fiend wing. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the way they're booking the fiend wrong. He doesn't need a title. You know, it was almost like the Undertaker. The Undertaker's, a, you know, he's a, you know, even beforehand, yes, he's had championship reigns, which is great. But for the majority of his career, he was an attraction that didn't need the title because the entrance was so good. The matches were so good. The gimmicks were great. You know, whether it's shooting lightning out of his hands or, or you know, the casket matches or the buried alive matches, The Undertaker was that, that attraction and didn't need the world title all that much. Um... Alright, well, I've been going for 45 minutes here, and it seems like nothing, but you know what? I don't want it to be too, too long. Uh, next week, I'll be able to get more into Raw. Definitely, I'll get into General Hospital next week. Um, you know, it's like just time flies when you haven't done a show in a couple weeks. But, again, my name is Vinny Apicella. You can go ahead and uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, at the Apicella SWE. Follow me on, or follow Sportswire on Twitter, at Sportswire Audio. You can go ahead and go to sportswireaudio.com, which brings you to the anchor.fm slash sportswireaudio page. Also, watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash sportswireswe, or just you got to see it, so it goes the same place anyways. So, with that said, uh, I want to thank you all. This show is brought to you by, if you're uh, in the, uh, I do want to kind of point out, um, I do want to point out one thing. Um, if you're into the, uh, if you're into the natural, natural health or natural beauty, um, natural beauty, uh, I guess, uh, personality, natural makeup, natural bug spray or bug repellent, you know, out of nature instead of the chemicals that are used, uh, go check this out, check out the website. I'll put it in the comment section below, uh, www.jodycupofhealth.com J-O-D-I cupofhealth.com Check it out for all your natural uh, natural needs. I guess they're essential oils and stuff. Go to the website. Check it out. Um, I'll put the link in the I'll put the link in the uh, comment section or in the notes section below. Uh, check it out. Uh, definitely buy some stuff if that's the kind of stuff that you're into. And, uh, yeah. But anyways, thank you all for joining me. My name is Vinny Abisella. I will be, be, be back with you next week. Great interview and another uh, wrestling show. We'll try to do two shows a week from now on. Um, same Sportswire channel, uh, which is YouTube. <laughs> or Anchor, if you're listening to this. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy payback this weekend. See you try to get into the Thunderdome if you can. And my name is Vinny Abisella. We'll see you next week on the sports wire.